This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock. This is primetime on Football Friday. 1080 The Fan. We're going to ring that championship bell. 60 minutes, let's open up the whole can of kick ass and kill them all. Let the paramedics sort them out. Ready? This is a Football Friday edition of Primetime with Isaac and Souk. Brought to you by the ALNA Sportsbook. Watch the games in the region's largest video wall and wager on your team at the ALNA Sportsbook. On 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back. Hope you're having a nice little Friday. Joe Harrington coming up in about 30 minutes. I've been uh, exploring uh, the <laughs> cell phone radiation story. <laughs> Are we all going to die? That you discussed? Yeah. Well... In a stunning turn of events on internet, I can find either uh, side of the yeah. of the coin here. So one, it's giving us all testicular and brain cancer, <laughs> and the other side, uh, it cures well, AIDS. No, because it's so it's just so new yeah. that we don't know. I mean, they don't really know the don't, full effects, don't they? Right? Don't well, they, they don't, don't because they we have it hasn't been around long enough. Yeah. But so what they say is. That they know they 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 phrase it this way. It's all about how they phrase it. Mm. It says um, the bulk of scientific evidence says that cell phone radiation does not harm humans. Mm. But then you go to the other side of the coin and you realize that the telecommunications industry is in complete control of the FCC and lobbies Congress with hundreds of millions Mm. to the point where they have stopped researching this. Nice. (laughs) Look, they're doing the Trump method, which is if you don't test, which, by the way, was brilliant. If you don't test, you don't have it. I know lots of people that are like that. Nowadays, like, how many people do you know that if you get a little sniffle, you start feeling a little bad? Like, people are like, well, I'm not testing because if I, <laughs> if I got it, then uh, I'm screwed. I got, I got to stay home. So, hey, it's, 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 we don't research it, then uh, no problems. No problems here. But there are scientists who do believe that it is harmful and we need to study more. The... They they will be discredited <laughs> That's right. or they will be thrown down an elevator That's shaft. right. You imagine, I'm being dead serious on this. You imagine if you're some, you know, you're working at whatever, like some some biotech firm, you're doing some research and and you find out definitive proof. You're like, hey, like cell phones, worse than, worse than yeah. anything we've ever seen before. Like this is 100% killing us. And if you had that information, you really think you'd be safe? Dead serious. Would you feel comfortable having that? Because I don't want to be the one that holds that info. Well, what do you mean? Like, so I, I had to just 
hold on to it. What do you I can't, do? What do you do with well, it? Well, I release it to the media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How quickly your life would be ruined. You would be well, you would be drugged through the mud. You would societal be, good. You would be called a quack. Your life would be ruined. You would never work again. And if you tried to run it up your flagpole and someone up top found out about it, I have no doubt that you would get shoved in front of a truck. Well, I hope I wouldn't be shoved in front of a truck, but I think that I would have a, a societal duty to discuss. And yet it would never work because you would just matters. be one idiot screaming into the abyss. Hey, I will eventually be proven right if <laughs> I was right. <laughs> yeah, that'll feel real good when you're lying in your grave because, again, hey. you got shoved in front of the truck. You know, Jason, for some of us, it is not hard to do the right thing. <laughs> Apparently for you it is. That's a whole thing. That's I just... There are some things that are too big to fail, and I would assume that the telecommunication industry is one of those things. All right, where were we before you pooped all over us again? What did I poop on? What are we pooping on? I don't think I pooped on anything. Oh, Super Bowl sexy time next. Oh, okay. uh, Just a little Super Bowl primer for you guys. All right, a little taste well, of, yeah, the, of the Kelsey Bowl. Well, I'm going to Vegas, so I, I will not be here on Monday. So mm-hmm. we'll only have four shows together to discuss the Super Bowl next week. Okay. And we haven't even gotten into the Super Bowl. Not Well, no one really has. I mean... We've kind of, like, in general, I feel like uh, the media kind of does the same thing as the NFL. We take, like, a moratorium because there's only so much Super Bowl talk yeah. you can have. So this it's an week, interesting Super Bowl, though. It is an interesting Super Bowl. Like, but I haven't heard, and I listen, to a lot of, uh, I listen to a lot of NFL chatter. I listen to NFL podcasts and read stuff, and I still haven't seen a lot of breakdown. In fact, I think I've seen more stuff on uh, coaching movement, free agency, quarterback landing spots, the Senior Bowl. Um I've heard more about that stuff this week than I have the actual game itself. Now, next week, that'll change, and you know everyone will descend upon uh, Phoenix, and, and, and they'll get the, the proper coverage of it. But I just don't think there's been a lot of that. I think I've heard more Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady uh, coaching stuff. Joey Harrington, 530. Uh, we will discuss Chinese spy balloons in the club, <laughs> and apparently the aliens have spoken. Oh. Okay, Mike yeah. Lynch, heard from him today. Yeah, the other day yeah. I got one off. Uh, did you get it over The Last of Us? Uh, no, this oh. was a text message regarding... He and I have bonded over aliens in space. Oh, he he sent me one about The Last of Us. He was crying because he has a heart and a soul over that episode three. Yeah, kind of a weenie. He loves it. Um, all right, I think we're ready to go with the Hot 5 at 5. Oh. Hot topics, hot opinions. Oh, golly, I'm hot today. And hot air. It's time for the Hot 5 at 5. That's hot. The Hot 5 at 5 on Primetime with Isaac and Sue. No, I mean it. That's very hot. The Hot 5 at 5 with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan. Number 5. Uh, That aggravated menacing case against Bengals running back Joe Mixon has been dropped. Oh! He is in the clear for now. Well, they, they did say that they're open to uh, refiling it. They just said that more information needs to be gathered. It feels like right now it's a little bit of a he said, she said thing. Um, it appears one of the front runners for the Colts head coaching gig is Giants defensive coordinator Wink Martindale. Oh. The Wink. conducting a third round of interviews now. The Winker. So someone got to Jim Ursay and told him it's a terrible idea to hire Jeff Saturday. <laughs> The report was that Ursay I mean, wanted to just hire Jeff Saturday. Why do they need a third round of interviews? I don't know. Because like, someone's trying to convince Jim Ursay to not hire Jeff Saturday. That's all I have for number one. Okay. Or, I mean, number five. Was, that's number one? Number four. 
number four. Texas and Oklahoma unlikely to join the SEC early in 2024. Yeah, they were trying to uh, try to make that happen, but there's a lot of money involved in the talks fizzled out. Yeah, they say talks have stalled. They'll likely move in 2025. Scuttlebutt here is that Fox wants significant TV inventory trades with ESPN if they go early because they'd be losing major programming, yeah. and they can't figure that out. So, uh, Bama has a new offensive coordinator. They hired Notre Dame offensive coordinator Tommy Reese. Yeah. Well, they now, were... he's the dude. Do you know his claim to fame? Tommy Reese. He's the dude who was on video screaming at Drew Pine, do your effing job. Remember oh, that? yeah, I do remember him. that. He'll, so he'll fit, fit right, he'll in. Fit right in, in in Alabama. They need a defensive coordinator, too. I don't think they've hired one of those either. Really? No. They, they lost both coordinators. I didn't know that. Well, I feel like they lose coordinators just every year. Every year. Isn't that wild? Yeah, and it, it hasn't really made an impact. I thought there was some talk about maybe Jeremy Pruitt coming back. And being the coordinator there, but he's facing a well, nothing because he's facing a bunch of number three charges when he was at Tennessee. <laughs> he's got like twenty-eight major violations, so that may not uh, that may not necessarily work out. But you know, Jim Leonard was another name that popped up. But for all the outside coordinators that he's brought in, all the defensive guys have been Saban guys. Like he likes to bring in people under that umbrella. So maybe he'll hire Belichick. What are you doing, Bill? Come on down. Lakers and Jazz have had exploratory trade discussions about Russell Westbrook, Utah, 8th in the West, Lakers 12th. Blazers say Yusuf Nurkic will remain out through the All-Star break with that calf injury. Uh, The All-Star game, if you're wondering, is February 19th. Uh, Washington is uh, pounding the Blazers tonight. That Blazers defense showed up again. Uh, They are down 69-51 to the Wizards at half. Now, to be fair, the Wizards have won like six in a row, and they're, uh, they're actually playing pretty well. And, look, they're coming off that win in Memphis. You can't expect them to play well in back-to-backs. You know who the Blazers' leading scorer is right now? Drew Eubanks. It's Damian Lillard. But after that, it's Trenton Watford. Hey, there you go. Your new backup center? He has 13. Blazers fans are going to want to lock him up. Stat. Grant's back, though, from the concussion. What's he doing? Uh, 19 minutes, 3 points. A minus 18. (laughs) Yikes. Whoops. Whoops. Isn't that funny how, like, Grant can be minus 18 and be sucking it up. Lillard can have 17 points and be minus 18. Yeah. Because he is. Yeah. <laughs> so like the it. bench apparently is <laughs> buoying them this evening uh, with Trenton, Trent, Trenton, Wof, Trenton Wat, Watford. Wolf. Actually, Watford is the only player off the bench that scored a single point. Watford, yeah. <laughs> Trenton Watford. No one, else, no one else has a single point off the bench. Yeah. He's hogging them all. Broncos, uh, they have a strong defense, may, but they may now need a defensive coordinator as Ihiro Ibero, their current D.C., may be leaving. Apparently he's close friends with Nathaniel Hackett, and he refused to take the interim job when Hackett was fired. So Sean Payton getting the Broncos job, he's actively trying to keep him, but uh, they've also now requested interviews with Brian Flores and Seahawks associate head coach Sean Desai. Well, it's a weird thing, too, because the Broncos were actively trying to get Vic Fangio to come on board before they even fired their D.C., so that's a weird it's a weird situation there. Number one. And number one, uh, Nets guard Kyrie Irving has requested a trade. What? Not again. <laughs> yes, he could not. He, he just can't live drama-free. No. He had done so well this year, and he's actually having a really nice year. And Brooklyn is having a nice year, and he's kept him afloat with Durant being hurt. But apparently they couldn't come to an agreement on a contract because, well, he wants a max contract. And 
Brooklyn doesn't want to do it. They wanted to give him a bunch of incentives, and he told him to go pound sand. But I guess you can make the argument that it was nice that he said, trade me or I'm going to walk for nothing. According to Shams Shamgod, Irving has told the team that he prefers to be moved before the uh, trade deadline, which is next week, or he will leave in free agency, as you said. Uh, Brooklyn, fourth in the East. They are 31-20. and 20. They're actually not. Yeah. Uh, Woj reports there were talks on a new deal, but Kyrie... Uh, they were incentive laden, yeah. and he just uh, he didn't like that, and so they pissed him off. And he said, even if they gave him a max deal right now, he would not sign it. Well, the problem that we have in the NBA is this: is you got jack wagons like this that are supremely talented, but the amount of money now with these max deals that you have to commit to these guys, who wants to commit to five years and God, whatever it is, two hundred eighty million dollars to Kyrie Irving when you never know on a day to day if he's going to show up or decide to implode your team. I mean, but I guess a team like L.A. who's desperate, well, call in the Lakers. Super Bowl sexy time followed by Joey Harrington coming up on The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is a Football Friday edition of Primetime with Isaac and Souk. Brought to you by the Alien Sportsbook. On 1080 The Fan. All right, uh, Joey Harrington will join us coming up next. Talk a little Ducks recruiting. Tom Brady, does he think Tom Brady is really done? <clears throat> Super Bowl. Philly, Kansas City. Good matchup. Great matchup. We will have all of next week to talk about it. I did see, though, that uh, because I was wondering who's going to broadcast the game. Mm -hmm. Do you know who's broadcasting the game? What channel is it on? This year, it is NBC. NBC. So Um, that would would give it away. Yeah. um, uh, uh, Doesn't it rotate? Yeah. Yeah, the Super Bowl rotates around, right? I thought it did. Um, This year, it's going to be Al Michaels. And Chris Collinsworth. And Chris Collinsworth. Yeah. I saw a list of the uh, which, by the way, top I, NFL analyst salaries. I love Michaels and Collinsworth. I have no issue with that. Yeah. I'm Al more... Michaels has been raked over the coals lately because he's pretty low T now. I, I dig him. I personally think Buck and Aikman are my favorite, but I got no issue with Michaels. And, uh, you know, Al Michaels is 77. Is he really? Yeah, so some are saying this may be his last game. To get ready to, to bow out. Well, well and I he mean, hates the chatter of him. He, yeah. How dare you criticize the great Al Michaels? He's getting pissed off at internet trolls. Well, I get it. Like, in, you know, Tariko's coming on his heels. And, you know, there's... But don't leave leave Al Michaels alone. He's a Galdar national I treasure. Think, I want to say Al Michaels is a free agent. Is too. he? I think so. 
Well, I don't know. I mean, at 77 at some point, right? Don't you Or just... no, didn't he sign with I didn't don't... he sign with Amazon? Wait. Am I? Crazy? Are you are you okay? I don't know. I don't know if I'm okay. Why do you sign with I mean, he's doing the NBC games. Yeah, but I thought he signed I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Yeah, he's Amazon now. So he's not doing the game. What am, what is going on here? Hold on. I may have the wrong Super Bowl. Are you okay? No. <laughs> I mean, I know that um, the the prime deal allowed Al Michaels to still do NBC games. Not not like every week, obviously, but you know the playoff game that he did during the, the wild card round, and then and I don't know who's calling it this year, but he was still allowed yeah, to do right. stuff outside of the yeah. Prime but stuff. he's the, he was they were the Amazon guys though, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Him and Kirk Herbstreit. Or him him and Herbie, not Collinsworth. That's right. No, no. Him and Herbie. So Michaels like did but, did both. Year. Okay, the announcers for this year's game are Burkhart. And Greg Olson. Oh, they're doing the Super Bowl. Oh, that's the apparently that's, that's the travesty. Is Greg Olson could get pushed out after one year? People really yeah. like him, and Tom Brady retiring could push him out of the booth. We're getting a lot of Robson idiot. Fox I has am, it. I am, I am an idiot. <laughs> Fox has it, not NBC. NBC had it last year. Okay, that was the story I was looking at. So I okay. had the, I had the wrong story. But um, yeah, so it's Olson and uh, Aaron Bur- Andrews and Burkhart. Burkhart and all those. Which. Burkhart and, and Olsen are great, but yeah, there was, uh, in fact, I, I saw in the Sports Business Journal, there was an article, and now, you know, of course, you know, they're they're trying to deny it, CBS and, and is trying to deny it and saying that it's, it's not true, but um, the whole thing was about how they're unhappy with Tony Romo, and that there's a ton of booth tension between uh, Jim Nance and Tony Romo, they don't get along, told you. they tried to stage, this is just a report, that they tried to stage an intervention with Tony Romo, uh, before the season to try to correct it. And Tony Romo was like, nope, screw you. I'm going to do it my way. And that Al Michaels is not interested in helping out Tony Romo, that Al Michaels loves Jim Nance. Or excuse me, yeah, Jim Nance is not interested in helping out. I guess at the beginning, Nance was a little more uh, willing to work with Romo, but then, you know, everything became Romo, 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 and Nance didn't like it. And so, you know, at least according to this article, and they seem to be pretty well connected, that there is some serious trouble. Uh, well, yeah, he's terrible. In, in Romo and Tony in Romo has, well, first of all, you can tell Nance hates him. Yes. Second, Romo has gotten infinitely worse. Well, apparently his bosses think so too. Well, who doesn't think that? If you have ears, yeah. Romo is, it's weird. It's bad. Yeah. So there, the idea of, of him being uh, him being booted, it's you know how much money he makes. So oh, I have a list of the top salaries. He's he's like a twenty million dollar a year guy, right? So you know who the you know who the, these are just the analysts, yeah, not the play by play guys. I'm assuming Romo's number one. No, no, he's not. Uh, who's number one? Aikman, Herb, Herbie's last. Okay, so I'll tell you who I have on this list. Okay, one, two, three, four. There are six guys on this list. Herbie is sixth. He only makes a measly ten million dollars. Only. That's it. But that's just with the NFL because he's got his college stuff too. This is NFL. Okay, so he Amazon. He, he makes a measly ten, but then think about all the money he makes off ESPN uh, doing the college football stuff. I'll bet you Herbie's making fifteen twenty mil easy. Uh, Herbie at ten, Olson ten. Okay. Collinsworth twelve. Right, he so got, that's more than we thought. Yeah, well, years ago that we had this list, we talked about it, and Collinsworth was only making like five or six. Romo, 18. Yeah. Aikman, 18. Right. Tom Brady, 37 and a half. Well, we didn't even think about that, because technically he's not 
he hasn't done it yet. But that's his deal. Ten I, years, three hundred seventy-five million. That blows my mind. That's double. He hasn't even done it, and that's double what Aikman and Romo make in a year. Imagine never having done something before, and someone is willing to pay you double what anyone else in your industry makes. Like you got to, like that's got to be the dumbest deal of all time. You have no idea if he's going to be good or not, and you threw thirty. Seven million dollars. Doesn't that just show you how much money they make My, on those broadcasts? Uh, yeah, you just got to be crapping <laughs> money. You're like, whatever, because you couldn't get Peyton Manning. They offered Manning all that money, and he said no. And so someone was like, I don't know, just up it and see if we can get Tom Brady. And I, I just, I mean, Tom Brady seems like a good guy, but does anyone like? I'm not certain that Brady's going to be great at that. Like Manning to me is a sure thing. There's no way Manning wouldn't be good at that. I've never seen Tom Brady. Like in a in a in any sort of role like this, I remember he did Saturday Night Live once, and it was very wooden and a little awkward. He was all right, but like, does Tom Brady strike you as the most like outgoing like personality alive, or is it just because it's it's Tom? Well, he's Brady? handsome, so he's made for TV. Well, but even then, most ninety percent of the time we don't see you; we just hear you. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I mean, I would imagine he's pretty good at it, but I don't know. Man, just like you said, thirty-seven million bucks. Who's his agent? Don't know. Probably someone very, very rich. I'm guessing he's rep by one of those big agencies. Is it that Don Yee guy? Don't know. Couldn't tell you. Remember um, him? I do remember him. He I mean, was a big deal in Inflate Gate and all that. Yeah. There's a. I mean, there's a handful. Of, yeah. Yeah. It is Don Yee. Still yeah. his agent. Dude, that guy's raking it in. Well, Don. Don. Brady's Yee. making more money from broadcasting than he ever did playing football. We we had that story yesterday. Yeah. Three seventy five uh, on the. Broadcasting deal, three thirty three in football. That's freaking, unbelievable. It's freaking ridiculous. No one's offered me that. <laughs> Why would they offer you that? We want to do color. Let's You're go. You're no Tom Brady. No, I'm no Tom. Look Brady. at the case of supposed is on you. <laughs> I would do it for thirty seven fifty in a fun size Snickers bar. Let's go. Well, um, and that's not true because I. The, the sad part is like. In, in our world, you get offered to do like some play by play stuff for like locals, and it's. Boy, I'll tell you what. What'd you get offered? The you, hops? You, you gotta start at the you gotta start at the bottom. Hillsborough hops? No, no, no. Just some of the locals. Is that you Jordan? Aren't you the former I, I was the MC and yeah. I probably got paid about as much as I do here. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, about right. Mm. What'd they offer you? What'd you get? <laughs> oh, just for some of some of the local smaller college football stuff. Lewis and Clark? And it's it's really not a lot of money. Like Like what? <laughs> I think it's like 150 bucks a game. Wow, they love you more than me. I got 50 bucks to call a high school playoff game uh, and, and, a couple years ago. And think about the prep work. That, if you want to do it right, think about the prep well, work yeah. that goes into it, and you got to drive, and it's an all-day thing, and you're like, wow. You're doing an hour of prep for every person that listens. <laughs> yeah. It's... Was it Lewis and Clark? Uh, Linfield? Who was it? No, let's just, Are but... those games on the radio? A lot of them now have like their internet broadcast. Ah, uh, internet. There you go. It's not a. There you go. It's not a lot of money involved. So Big Sue has never been offered the big uh, NFL analyst gig. No, and the college stuff it's tough because they want players that played at. See, I think you'd be good at that. They want they want players to that that went there. You know? Went where? Well, if you well, doing, you mean like, like, like we're, we're yeah, home like with the Huskies? Like Cam does the Huskies? Yeah, Cam does the Huskies. Yeah. And but I Newman. mean like a national thing. Yeah, that's that's where you can just do a week, one game a weekend. It's very challenging to get into that that line of work. Is it? Yeah, I think you'd be good at it. Uh, I've explored it a couple of times, and it just has never. Uh, it has never. It's hard. To, it's probably one of those. It's just hard to get in. It is hard. Once to get you're in. in, you can prove your chops and yes. work your way up. But it's it's a challenge to get in it. Absolutely. 
So this is the fourth Super Bowl since 2000 with a spread of less than three. Run that by me again. This is the fourth Super Bowl since 2000 with a spread of less than three. Okay, yeah. I mean, most of the time uh, there is a clear cut. And in this case, I, I do think there's a clear cut in Philly. But, um, you know, I mean, gosh, I mean, both are number one seeds. I'm guessing that doesn't happen very often where you get both number one seeds. Two of the three were double-digit blowouts. Yeah. Who was it? Who do we think was going to be? I don't. That I don't know. I'm gonna say I wonder who we thought were gonna be. You know the the close yeah. games. Only, but that's isn't that crazy? Yeah. Spread of less than a field goal. You would think the Super Bowl would be pretty tight every year. It's not. No, I wouldn't. Only I, four times. Most since of the time, there's there's usually when you get to this point, there's a pretty clear cut team, and it doesn't doesn't always mean that there's going to you know that there's gonna be a you know a a, a blowout. But I mean, <clears> think <throat> about all the different Super Bowl matchups that you've seen, dude. They're not. They're not always great games. Like, yeah. you know, Atlanta will get in or Carolina finds a way to get in. Or Well, that Bucks chiefs Super Bowl sucks. Yeah. Like, and we thought that was going to be a good one. And, and you know, yeah. the, the Chiefs were the favorite in that, and the Bucks beat the brakes off That's of them. That's right. I do remember, like, the pre, you know, leading up to that, we were like, oh, this, what a great matchup. Yeah. And it, the Bucks dominated them. It was absolutely whooped their ass. You know, we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time: baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops, or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. And, and then, you know, I remember like when Brady won his first one, they were supposed to get their teeth kicked in by the greatest show on turf. Yeah. Right, and they were going to get rolled, and you know, that was then, pretty compelling, though, because the because the Rams were just unstoppable, and the yeah. Patriots. I mean, it was just like they were the underdog at that time. Yep. And it was pretty well, compelling. I, I remember Manning getting into the Super Bowl against the Seahawks, and that was the number one offense like in league history, right? And they were this unstoppable force. And Rams then, Bengals was good. Yeah, Rams Bengals was good. Uh, I think this one has a chance to be good, but I'll, I'll tell you, I have a sinking feeling that I, I think Philly may take him to the woodshed. Really? Yeah. Like I, I feel pretty confident that Philly's going to win this game. Look, anytime you got Mahomes and Andy Reid on the other side, and Andy Reid with another week to prepare, that's just it. look. I'm not going to sit there and say that you know that the Kansas City can't win. I, I do think though that this is, I just think Philly is better almost across the board. With the, like, I, I went through it early in this week. We talked about it, with the exception of, you know, quarterback and <laughs> Jalen Hurts. By the way, is yeah. an MVP sort of guy this year. I think quarterback and tight end, I think outside of that, I think Philly has an advantage in every other position. I just think they're that much well, better yeah. than Kansas City. I mean, I think everybody knows that. It's just a, it's just that the X factors with one of the best coaches of all time in Andy Reid yeah. paired with one of the greatest quarterbacks uh, going or the best quarterback going. Absolutely. Who's an X factor who just put his team on the back to, on his on his back to get there. Yep. That versus the the team with more hosses is a really compelling absolutely it is matchup, and you also have the whole storyline, and we'll get into more of this next week. But you have the whole storyline of the Eagles. You know, 
they beat Daniel Jones, Josh Johnson, and a one-armed Brock Purdy. That is the easy, and with the bye, this is easiest with this path, ever. Easiest path to the Super Bowl ever. Ever. And so there's that talking point that's like, well, how good are they? Yeah. I mean, they're loaded, but prove it. Yeah. Prove it against uh, Patty and Fatty. About that? <laughs> I like Anybody that. made that T-shirt yet? <laughs> Patty and Fatty. Patty and Fatty. <laughs> You'd have the haircut on one and then the mustache <laughs> on the other, just the outlines of it. Yeah, and you got Super Bowl experience. Yeah, on Kansas City side. Well, and you I know, think, they got punched in the mouth last time they were there. You know that they're pissed about that. Well, I think there's some question about Sirianni too. Um, who was it? There was a player came out this week and he was on a podcast. I forget who it was, but a, a current player and said that uh, you know Sirianni basically he gave him no credit. He said he he, yeah, he got he it was got the Giants. It was Lane. Um, it was one of the Giants. It was the Giants. DB. Yeah, that basically said, dude, don't you don't get any credit for this. Like you were handed, you were handed this, you know. And so they're certainly if Julian you're, Love. If you're talking about Sirianni versus Andy Reid, sure, I think there's a a giant yeah. advantage there. But at the same time, Philly hasn't. Philly has been dominant well, all and, year. Well, but and Sirianni hasn't flinched either. You know that dude goes. For, he has balls. Yes. He goes for it on fourth down and he sticks with it. Yeah. He you know he hasn't made a lot of coaching errors but it's easy when you win 69 to 14 in your two playoff games so this will be different yeah julian love of the Giants said eagles head coach nick sirianni is in for a free ride (laughs) i'm in super bowl run i I do like the uh the openness that nfl players have now to yeah you were talking about this earlier yeah i like i like it guys guys are a little more open to kind of be like well dude f you yeah on social media especially they get at like did you see the Kayvon thibodeau uh was it? Um, oh, Thibodeau's into, into it with everybody. But he, he got into it with Joe Thomas. Yeah, he got it, or not Joe Thomas. He got into it with not Joe Thomas. Uh, uh, he got into it originally with Jeff Saturday, and then he got into it with Joe Staley. Staley. Yeah, he'll who used to play offensive line for the Chiefs. Well, he's a, he's going to be a Hall of Fame offensive lineman, and he dropped the I have no idea who you are sort of thing. So, <laughs> yeah, but I love that. I mean, I you know <laughs> these guys on social media, it's their accounts. I like they're getting stirred getting it stirred up. I do appreciate that Kayvon Thibodeau seems to not give a rip about anything. Or doesn't know doesn't about know. anything. Yeah. I, I don't know. He's, he plays dumb a lot. He's like, I don't know who Joe Staley is. He did that with somebody else. Too. Jeff Saturday. Oh, yeah. The, right. Yeah. yeah. Who are you? Yeah. Well, well let's see. Uh, They're both. Well, one yeah. is a surefire Hall of Famer. The other one probably going in the Hall of Fame, too. And is about in his current NFL head I'm gonna coach. I'm going to start so. using that one. Oh, who are you? Who, who are you? Who this? Who are you, Schultz? Who this? Who are you, Sook? Nobody. What would you do, Sukanic? Well, that's fine against me, but when you're dealing with someone that's like a three-time All-Pro, <laughs> six-time uh, Pro Bowler and yeah. going to be a Hall of Famer and one of the better tackles over the last you're 20 no years. You're Tom Brady. You know, you should probably you probably at least work a Google search before you. Yeah. And by the way, in his Twitter profile, you can see his photo of him in the Niners uniform. Yeah, just it takes three <laughs> seconds to Google that and be like, oh, he's actually pretty good. Now, is that just Kayvon's ignorance or is that kind of, I feel like that's just a lot of younger kids. Nothing happened before I was born today. Yeah. Anybody under the age of 25, no one existed before you know, I did on this earth. That's an interesting question. I, I, I would be curious to know how many young NFL players really do know the history and some of the players, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I, I'll bet you it's... I would imagine they're more like Kayvon. I was surprised when you when you run into to guys how uh, professional ads, how little they follow. Yeah, they don't even watch no, the game no, that they play. No, and this is just kind of across the board. It's Well, I don't listen to sports radio. Maybe there's an element to that. I'm a high-level athlete. Well, kids today now, when we were growing up... <laughs> Kids today, there's so many other things. When we were growing up, like, what else did you have, man? Like, 
sports was kind of, you know, it was kind of the thing to do. And now kids. Yeah, I, I get still, that. There's a lot of other things, and guys are more concerned about building brands. And I get that, but we went through this with young Mike Lynch when he was in here. There's a lot of very common things that he didn't know that's like, come on, dude, all of these excuses aside, you should know that. Yeah. You know? Uh, they would tell you, uh, "Okay, boomer." They just respond with that, and they don't. Yeah. They don't care. And then that's a giant in my face. And I now, what do I do? <laughs> Thibodeau seems to go not, play shuffleboard. Yeah, he seems to not give two f's about what yeah. anyone thinks. All right, Joey Harrington joins us next for his weekly visit. But first, Schultz of Sports Center. Story time with Joey on ten eighty. The fan. Football Friday with Joey Harrington. This will be our second to last Football Friday. Did you know that? Hot Pro Bowl talk, I hope. Yeah, Pro Bowl. Break it down. Wait, hold Go. Okay, we, okay well, this, this always gets me. You, you do this every year. You say this, this the last yeah. or the second to last. But you say Football Friday. But yeah. right. I, I think of it like the last show of the year. But no, then we just no. switch to like story time and random garbage. Correct. Yes, yes. Gotcha. Exactly. So kind of like the content of the show for the re- for you like during the rest of the week. Correct. When I'm, when I'm not on. Right? That's right. Gotcha. It's the same thing. It's yeah. just branded differently. It's like when they run a sale and it's not really a sale, but we have to call it that. So, you know, it's kind of one of those things. It's just a repackaging. Keep it fresh and, and exciting. Oftentimes football gets in the way, you know. Football gets in the way of fun. That's kind yeah. of why I retired. <laughs> yeah. Right. I retired because I wasn't any good and no one wanted me to play anymore. But Well, that was in the script, though. That was scripted. But when you uh, got the script, ah. were you upset that you didn't have more success in Detroit? Well, you know, um, sometimes you just have to take one for the team. Yeah. And and say, you know what? I am doing this for the overall financial value of the Cowboys and Bears organizations because really, you know, Jerry Jones does not have enough money. Um, so yeah, I, I was happy to do that. It was, you know, it was for the kids. It's called team player, right there. Script mm-hmm. propping up the organization. Yep. Can you believe people think that? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I somewhat half heard. I, I I didn't even. It was so asinine that. I didn't even follow up to read. Did Arian Fox? Did he really actually say <laughs> no, that? No, or they, was it like some joke? Yeah, it was a tro- joke. They were trolling. Oh, they were God. like, they were like, look how dumb people are. Like, we're gonna say this, and they said it, like on the podcast. They're like, you know, they, they told people, hey, this is a joke. Said it anyways. The clip like circulates around, and of course, you know, the people that believe that it was scripted, you know, bought into it. Like, oh, absolutely. And then a bunch of NFL players, current players, caught onto it, and they started. <laughs> They started chiming in too, being like, "Yeah, yeah." Like when I got my script, and and before you know it, you know, there's a bunch of morons <laughs> out there that actually believe, you know, that believe that. Oh, uh, you gotta love morons. I don't think you do. <laughs> well, the world's <laughs> the world's full of them now, and unfortunately, with the information that's so readily available, that's the problem. Is it's like we've never been <clears throat> more information has never been available, and you would think that would make you smarter, and in actuality, I think it kind of makes you dumber. I I concur 100%. Well, you don't have to know anything anymore. It used to be you would have to s- seek out information. You'd have to seek it out and and learn yeah, something. Well, and, you, and you had to rely on somebody who was an expert. Yeah. Right, who actually was an expert. Like, hey, I have a PhD in X or I've spent 20 years studying X. Now you can just say, well, you know, I read on the internet yeah. and therefore I know as much as you do. Yes. Yeah, that's true. 100% is that we have now taken experts and we don't want to believe them. I have a buddy of mine that's a doctor, and he said it's the most infuriating thing in the world that he has people come into his office and tell them what is wrong with them. 
And he's like, well, no, that's not what's wrong with you. And they're like, yes, it is. I read blah, 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 or I know so-and-so. And he's like, well, here's some test results. Or this is why. Cool. You go do you. Yeah. You and, know, and, and call me when you're dead. And people will <laughs> dig in their heels and just say, that's not what's wrong with me. And, you know, right. screw medical school and all that. It's like, hey, man, I, I, I read on WebMD. Following the life and times of Joey Harrington on social media, were you playing piano at a signing day function? I, uh, I hosted the. Oregon football signing day event on on Wednesday evening. I did, and part of that. So it was uh, signing night live, right? Uh, our own version of SNL. Okay. And as part of that, I uh, I had to write and um, perform a monologue. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Well, improv. Style. Oh yeah, yeah. It. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I. You know, I think it went over pretty well. I'm. I'm not. You know, I'm not gonna say, hey, I killed it. But um, I, 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 I was happy with the, the way the performance was. How long was it? I'm going to guess five, five, ten minutes, okay. maybe. Yeah. You know, it was a little bit of a, you know, I won't say stand-up, but, a, you know, a few off-the-cuff kind of stuff, a little bit of scripted stuff. And then there was a, a video of Rob Mullins, which was hilarious, and he did a fantastic job. And, and then we kind of transitioned into, boy, oh, that was just really inspiring. I wish there was a piano around because I just want to sing a song. And bing, there goes the spotlight, and, you know, <laughs> off we go. That's amazing. Do you get nervous for stuff like that? Not anymore. It's actually kind of fun. Um, because I've got – here's the thing. I've gotten beyond the, the point where I worry about what people think. Right. And, That's a and, key. And, and, and honestly, like – that is the key. It's the irony of this whole thing is in order to relax and be yourself and do well, you have to be able to make fun of yourself a little bit and not worry about what people think of you. Right. But if you're worried about what people think, then you're tight and you're, and, and you, and you, you're, what's the word? You're, you're not funny. Um, it's, it's, it's the same as, as playing as, was my playing career. Right. It was like, you know, I went in there in, in Detroit and I remember having this, um, this conversation with, you know, I don't know. I don't think he was a, yeah, I guess you'd call him a therapist, sports psychologist, um, where it was like, look, I'm, I'm trying so hard to play well for you that I'm just so t- uptight that, that, that it affects my performance. And it wasn't until I stopped actually caring what you thought about me. And I say you teammates, fans, the city of Detroit, it wasn't until I actually stopped caring about that. until that, that I, I start playing well, right? Once I was able to let go of that tension, let go of that, that, that care well then i was actually able to play well and by that time everybody hated me and so i just got traded anyway so you know that, that's kind of how it goes so a little late but yes uh not caring what people think unlocks a lot of things in the world well, I, I relate to that just like what you're talking about playing and that i always i always played really well against backups and i even played well against like marginal starters and those guys never worried me but when i played against like pro bowlers or you know guys that were really good i would get so nervous i would do stuff that was the like that I would never in my right mind do like I would like I you'd be watching film and they're like why did you do that you're like oh like nothing in there is like in any sort of technique that I've ever learned that I've ever known and you would think that when you played against much better people you would 
be more technical, right? That you would go to what you know works. No, no, I went to some Johnny high school crap that I would never do in a million years, and it was because I would get nervous. In my mind, I'd look across and be like, well, that's, you know, that's Warren Sapp. You know, that's Dana Stubblefield. And I'm like, well, what? You know, and then next thing you know, you're just, your head is planted squarely in your cheeks. That, the, the mental side of things and being able to relax is such an underappreciated component of trying to play at a high level. And I love when, when people say, you know, oh, I could have done that or why didn't he do that, right? Okay, so l- let me put 20 pounds of gear on you, eliminate, significantly hamper your sight lines, then put a 350-pound human across from you who can literally, and I've watched Sean Rogers at 350 <laughs> catch an alley-oop and throw down a reverse dunk, who is one of the best athletes that you've ever met, who is going to physically harm you, and now I want you to perform using these these mental tech, you know, these, men, these things that you have learned, and I want you to recall them in a span of about 2.1 seconds go. Oh, too late, you're injured. <laughs> Yeah, but on that note, shouldn't Joseph Asai, uh <laughs> shouldn't he just be able to pull up? I mean, yeah. why'd you touch yeah. the quarterback? That was ridiculous. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, no, it, it was, and and it was just that is that is literally one of those moments where you just you brain fart, yeah. you know, like you, and and of course you 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 have to fault him, like there, like you you it is his fault he did it. And I, and I say that because you can't fault a guy for his effort, right? Like, if it was – and I know I'm sitting here and saying this removed, having no no, nothing vest, no vested interest in this game and feeling sorry for the kid because I, I know how, how much it meant to him. So this is, this is different than you – know, I say you have to feel sorry for him, and then I think, well, I, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people in Cincinnati who don't feel sorry for him. Um, yeah, you, you got to pull up. You, you have to. You, you can't touch him. And there's there is no, you know, back to the old scripted thing. Um, you know, there was no conspiracy. There was no referee screwing that one up. He was a full two steps out of bounds, and you pushed him. Um, and and those are the kind of mistakes. Literally, the kind of mistakes that coaches talk about in pregame, postgame interviews. Like that's that's the one penalty. That's the one turnover. That's the one like because that's the difference in the NFL and why there are so many one possession games. Like, you don't see blowouts in the NFL like you do in college football, right? There are the haves and the have nots in 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 college football. When in the NFL everybody is a have. Right, so it is truly that one brain fart, that one interception, that one mistake that determines the outcome of the game, and unfortunately, that was that was it. Well, and you think about like you know, so the Chiefs go to the Super Bowl. I mean, had that not happened, it probably goes to overtime, ninety nine percent, right? But right. like, say they lose that game, but then you go back and you look at D four jumping off sides, and <clears throat> Kansas City doesn't go to a Super Bowl, and Tom Brady does, and. You know, the, it just, it's why I say winning Super Bowls are saying, hey, this guy's going to win three or four, or this guy's going to win. There's just so many weird little components that go into even getting to a Super Bowl, let alone winning one, that just goes to show you how, free, even with a guy as, as talented as Mahomes or, and as good as the Chiefs are, just how truly difficult it is to get there. I mean, even the, the, the Bills game last year would have 17 seconds, right? It's mm-hmm. just 
there's a million little things to go into the getting that, and which is why when you get there, appreciate it because there is zero guarantee, no matter how good you are, that you're going to get back. Because next time yeah. it may be your guy shoving someone out of bounds, and you as a quarterback had nothing to do with that. Well, when I get well, there, the unfortunate part. Well, you know, you, well, when you get there, tell me, tell me yeah. what it's like because <laughs> you know I never even saw the playoffs. I will but appreciate. The unfortunate it. thing is, is aside, what people don't see or don't go, don't bother to go back and see is he literally made the play. The, the two previous plays. Yeah. Like, he was the one that put him into third down on that. Like, had had uh, a, a beautiful tackle in the back uh, in the backfield, and then as as Patrick Mahomes was stepping up, he was the one to, to, to get in. Like, the things that he did throughout the course of the game to even put his team in that position, and the things that he did specifically on that drive to, to put the team in that position, I mean – he played so well other than that one that one mistake and that's that's the unfortunate part on the other side if you uh, if you had hung around a little bit in the NFL a little longer maybe you in and and you were in San Francisco <laughs> yeah. you would have had a shot at a Super Bowl there it started all I would have had to do is hold on for another you know a good 22 years <laughs> um, and I could have been the start of that <sighs> have you ever I, seen a quarterback situation that bad? No, no, I haven't. It's 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 beyond ridiculous. And and my obviously, you're so frustrated for for Brock as a as a as a person, right? Like how like he was literally staring the opportunity of a lifetime in the face, and to have something like that happen is is beyond cruel. But from a personal like you know fan perspective, I was disappointed I didn't get to see the game, like yeah, I, the totally. game that we wanted to see. Like this would have been the opportunity to see if Brock Purdy, like even with as well as he played, like, you can sit there and say Brock Purdy, and and this is fact, the 49ers won because of Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm in many cases this year, not in spite of him, right? This was the talk when he was coming in, like, okay, like you're, you're still going to be able to win because your defense is so good and, and Kyle Shanahan's, a, you know, so brilliant. But Purdy went in and played fantastic football. This was the, this was the pressure cooker that everybody wanted to see. Like this, this would have been the opportunity for him to – look, had he gone out and beaten the Eagles – we talked about this last year, like, or, or, or talked about it in years past. I don't see how they could have put Trey Lance back in there, or taken—I should say—say say it better this way: taken Purdy out. Yeah. Right? This, he was playing so well, and I wanted to see him do it in a pressure cooker situation against the Eagles on the road. You know, with all the everything on the line, that would have been kind of one of those Tom Brady launching mm-hmm. effects for his career. But instead, he had, I mean, a major injury. Um, and, yeah, then they had to bring the guy from University of San Diego in. I mean, God, I think I played against, I think I played against Josh. <laughs> yeah, he's been around a long time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's well-traveled. Oh, man. Yeah. All right, let's put a pin in it. And when we come back with Joey Harrington, uh, we will talk about the retirement of Tom Brady. But I also want to get uh, your opinion on uh, how the Ducks are doing recruiting with Lanning, you hosting the uh, the big event. So we'll get to those items uh, when we return with our friend Joey Harrington here brought to you by Mods PDX on The Fan. Story time with Joey on 1080 The Fan. All right, we're back with Joey Harrington. Now, you said you hosted the Ducks recruiting event. 
And was that in Eugene or Portland? No, it was in Portland out at Nike. Oh, yep. okay. Number eight ranked class. What's kind of the scuttle on what Landing and company are doing in recruiting? It looks like a lot of defense. It, it, it is. Um, and and I'm, I would be lying to you if I, if I told you I was able to go player by player and, you know, tell you their stats and what they bring, bring to the table, right? Because I think we've talked about, I don't, I don't care about recruiting. Right? Or I should say, I don't care about um, hyping up 17-year-old kids and, and filling their head with nonsense, right? Once they get onto Odson, once they, you know, move away from mom and doing, you know, someone doing their laundry and, you know, start to figure things out, then, you know, let's, let's have a conversation. But here's what I'll say about, about Dan Lanning and, and that whole staff in recruiting. They're really, really good at it because they care, because there's a connection because they understand the value of it. And it's not just the <clears throat> it's not just the immediate or I should say the the high school kids coming out who are who are signing that letters of intent. But it's also building relationships through this recruiting process so that a guy like Birch from from South Carolina mm-hmm. who Dan, you know, recruited at Georgia, he still has a good relationship with him, right? Like when when you're a when you are being recruited, uh, at least, you know, when I was being recruited, you could tell the guys who were telling the truth and you could, uh, versus the guys who are just, you know, spinning up a story to get you to, to, to get you to hop on a plane and, and come to their school. Right. You could, you could tell the guys who, who were the phonies. Dan Lanning is not a phony. Dan, like there is, there's a genuineness to, to interacting with him. And that helps with immediate recruiting. That helps with sitting in a, in a parent's living room and saying, I'm going to take care of your kids. And that also helps down the road with this new transfer portal to say, you know, that, 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 that player who may have gone somewhere else and said, Hey, you know what? This wasn't the right decision. I want to go. I want to go back and and do this again. (laughs) Hey, I remember getting recruited by Dan Lanning. I, I appreciated him. I respected him. Uh, he was honest with me. And now you're back in the, in the driver's seat for that, that, that player who's, gonna, who's potentially going to transfer. Like, that was what I got out of the recruiting event is that and, – and I was, I was a bit surprised. Like, the, the room was filled with Marcus, Hironis, Sabrina, um, you know, God, uh, Jeff Schwartz, Jeremiah uh, Johnson, Den- uh, Dennis Dixon, like you literally, uh, you know, all of the best, <clears throat> D'Anthony, like all, all these guys, all the, you know, Verone McKinley, Javon Holland, K-Dot, Kayvon Thibodeau, like all of the players came back for this because they're part of a family, right? They're part of something that's, that they understand is bigger than themselves. And they enjoy being part of that family. And to see how Dan has just, so seamlessly fit in and embraced it and, 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 and I don't want to say pitched that to the recruits, but like opened that up, opened that door to them. Um, there's nothing phony about him. And, and that's, that's why I feel so good about this class that he's bringing in is because he's bringing in the right type of people. And 
yeah, you, they got to be talented people, and and you know, awesome that it's the number eight recruiting class, and you know, and you know, in the country, you know, I, I would say I think we had this conversation a couple times before with with Mario's classes. Weren't were a couple of Mario's classes in the top ten? Like, I, I I'm hesitant to really buy in and say like, oh my gosh, you know, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. But what I will say is that the guy who is doing it is doing it the right way and is doing it in a way that is sustainable and is in the best interest of this, this program and this university. And, and you got to love him for it. I mean, all the coaches that we've interacted with at Oregon over the years, you know, and, and Bilotti was, you know, kind of obviously the gold standards there forever, but then into chip and Helfrich and, you know, you, you go on down the list and I wouldn't say anyone, well, maybe Willie kind of had a little rub me the wrong way, but Lanning is by far, the most engaging and personable, personable. and mm-hmm. easily liked. I mean, Helfrich yep. was a super nice guy, but he wasn't a big personality. Lanning gets you. I mean, the first, you know, two or three times you talk to him, you just kind of get the sense that he's one of those guys that you you want to be around, that people want to have conversations with. There is a, there is a, uh, and they're all good recruiters, but he, he does, he does come across a bit different, at least in our brief interactions. And, can you tell me why was D'Anthony Thomas wearing some sort of Native American smock? <laughs> can, you, can you give me the lowdown on that? Okay, so here's what I'll say. <clears throat> I don't know D'Anthony very well, yeah. but I had an interesting conversation about his experience in the metaverse ah. and how he is working with virtual reality surgeries in the metaverse and how that is applicable to us as humans. <laughs> what? Yeah, I think that's where the, yeah. the shaman smock comes in. He's, <laughs> yeah, I just, I saw the photo and there was like all the great Oregon running backs and it was like a ridiculous group. And then I saw him and I was like, what is uh, happening there? And I, I think I have a better understanding now of why the, the, hmm. uh, the holistic smock came out. I, Enough said. Hey, Un- understand. Hey, to each their own. To each their own. The guy was amazing. He's, yes. an, he's a fantastic person. But um, I don't quite, you know, I, I will say our conversation left me with more questions than answers. Yeah, I've encountered people like that, and you're just like, well, they're on a different wavelength. Mm-hmm. And it's not hey, a Hey, you do you, man. Hey. You do you. <laughs> you think Tom Brady's done for good? Yeah. Yeah, of course he is. Yeah. I'm disappointed. I'm sad. Why? Um,. Um, part of me, God, there's a whole, this is a whole, whole, it's a bigger conversation. Like, and, and we, we've talked about this. I, <clears throat> I don't ever like to see people's personal lives. Um, I don't say fall apart, but, um, there, it, there's a toll that football takes. Right. Mm-hmm. And everybody say it was saying this year, oh, what's going on with him and Mike Evans? And, you know, he can't you know he's missing throws. And he's I saw a, a report a week or two ago that he, over the course of the season, he lost 15 pounds. Right. That I, I've been in that situation where life is weighing on you so much that it takes a physical toll. And that's what I've been trying to say to people is like, let's not forget that when he took three weeks off during training camp, it was because his family was, was on the brink of, of divorce. 
You know, that that's not something that anybody takes lightly. And that's not something that anybody, I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. And to have that experience be the last, his last year and, and to see the toll that it took on him, I think personally, it makes me sad because he's a good person. Um, you know, our, our interactions had, you know, had always been, I mean, he didn't need to, you know, uh, Joe Schmo. I mean, he was, he's, he's the goat, but he was always so respectful. Um, and then just as a fan too, like, I know he had more in the tank. At least he could go to San Francisco had, had he not had his, you know, the, the type of year that he did with his personal issues, he would have, he would have been able to go to San Francisco. And I think he could have won another Super Bowl. I do. I genuinely believe that. And so it's tough for me as someone who has admired him as a player for so long um, to see that come to an end. You know, part of that is, you know, not my own mortality, but like, that that's he was kind of like you know with the aside aside from maybe like mason crosby like he was my last connection probably to to the nfl like he was the last guy where i could say hey hey kids hey jack emmett hey look at this picture of me getting my butt kicked by tom brady (laughs) yep see your your dad your dad actually did do that um and in a weird way it's kind of like another way of of saying yeah like we're all getting older and and life is moving on and and for tom it never seemed to move on, but, um, you know, it, it catches up with everybody, right? You don't think there's a chance, you know, if his life, you know, changes, gets better, I don't know, he gets in a better space that he, you know, football calls again? Nah, he's not the kind of guy that's going to do it again. That's mm-hmm. not going to, I should say that's going to unretire again, right? Um you know, for all the reasons that we'll never know <clears throat> and why he retired and unretired last year, he's not the kind of guy who's going to do it. He's going to unretire a, a second time. That's, you know, he's he's got the next chapter that he's moving on to, and, and you could kind of see. And I think the way that he did it this time, like, hey, I'm I'm done. You know, that there, were, there was no – it just sounded different. And I think that um, there was a bit of a – there was a sadness um that didn't exist last time last time it was a bit more robotic i yeah, think that's right less personal Seems um right. this this time was there was a sadness to it and i think that's maybe why i'm kind of sad is because you could sense the sadness in his video um you know the guy that has meant so much i mean this truly i i mean you can have a conversation you know of putting the guy like jerry rice and the, you know but uh I don't think that there is anybody who has been greater at their position in the game of football. Um, and, and to see that come to an end is, yeah. I mean, that's. Yeah. Well, only seven titles. I mean, yeah. 10 Super Bowls, though. Yep. 10 Super Bowls. It's he was crazy. literally in the Super Bowl every other year for two decades. We were doing Tom Brady facts yesterday. Um, he never played a, where they were out of playoff contention ever in his career. What? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? No. I've played, ha- I've played a half a season out of playoff <laughs> contention. 
Well, I was, you know, it was the Lions. I was about to say half a career, <laughs> but uh, you know, oh was, didn't want to be a mean. But yeah, no, he even this year, you know, they weren't that good, but they never, made the playoffs. Yep. So never a snap. Never one time did he take a snap where they didn't have the playoffs in sight. It's crazy. All right, sir. Uh, great talking to you. Next week we'll we'll get your hot takes on the Super Bowl. Oh, I got hot takes, all right. <laughs> I know you do. That's why we have you on the final Football Friday next week with Joey Harrington. Thank you. We'll talk to you then. All right. See you guys. Uh, Joey Harrington, each Friday here at 5.30 on the fan, is brought to you by Mods PDX. The future of building is here. Coming up next in the club, Chinese spy balloons. <laughs> to shoot or not to shoot. <laughs> That's next on the fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.